0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith
1: So many have chosen the wrong path. They put the ladder against the wall and they climb up the ladder of success only to find when they reach the top of the wall, it's been the wrong wall. They've been climbing up. God will show you the path to take. And sometimes the path isn't that obvious. And it's not according to the world counsel. It's according to God's counsel. He guides us and leads us.
0: Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. You're changing our lives. As Pastor Ed continues his teaching series on the birth of Jesus, he'll be reminding us that God sent His Son to be a shepherd to us, to guide us in this life and the next. Are you following the leading of the Good Shepherd? When the Lord prompts you by His Spirit to minister to someone, do you do it? When He guides you by His Word to repent of a certain sin, do you obey? Don't allow the voices of this world, the flesh, and the devil to confuse you. Just listen to the still, small voice of Jesus our Shepherd. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith.
1: Building in Faith When the Bible talks about peace, there are two dominant words in the Bible. One in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament. The one in the Old Testament, shalom, we've heard that. Part of the definition of that is it means wholeness, soundness, spiritual prosperity. And then in the New Testament, it means to bind together, to join, to weave together. It means person bound, whole, together. That's the type of peace that God offers those who heed, The message that the angels gave. The gift of peace we have. The gift of peace we have in this world. In Acts 10, 36, Peter is preaching and he tells us about it. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel telling the good news of peace, how? Through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Peace is not outside of God. It's only in God. It's only in Christ. Man, when he sinned, crossed the line. And he is in open rebellion against God. And the first most basic peace that we need in this prodigal planet is peace with God. Peace with God. In Romans 5.1, it tells us how, therefore, Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that. Peace with God. How? Through faith. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Adam and Eve crossed the line. They chose to believe the father of lies. They chose to follow Satan, who led the angels in heaven in rebellion against Almighty God and was thrown out of heaven with those disobedient angels. They chose to rebel. We've made the same choice. Every human being has sinned. There's not one of us that's chosen God's way on our own. Our sinful nature has pulled us in the direction of rebellion against God. And We are truly a rebel without a cause because there's a just God in heaven who shines his love upon us day after day after day, but yet we've rebelled against him. And God sent his son to be an ambassador, to be God incarnate himself, Emmanuel, to reconcile us to himself. He was the sacrificial lamb that bridged the gulf between God and man. God sent Jesus to bring us peace. And it's a gift. I read a story about Alan Stewart. Alan Stewart was under deep conviction for sin. He started going to church and he figured, listen, I gotta make things right here. And I wanna be right with God. And so he decided to join the church, he started to work in the church, he, he, he read his Bible, he prayed, he came to church, but still he lacked peace. There was something missing, even though he was very, very religious. And one day he happened to be reading one of the parables of Jesus, and the light turned on. It's found in the Gospel of Luke, Luke 8, 12. Listen to what he read. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. And all of a sudden he realized, and he said, Even the devil knows that a man finds forgiveness if he just believes. When we believe in Christ, accept him, put our trust and confidence in him, everything that is necessary to make us right with God happens. The power of the cross, the power of the blood, the power of the sacrifice brings us together in reconciliation with God. We can have peace with God. If we don't, we're a walking civil war. If we don't, our hearts are in conflict with God. In Colossians, Paul said, God is reconciling to Himself all things by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe the promise given, what the prophets foretold, what the angel announced, peace on earth, on all whom God shows his favor, and that favor is found in Christ? Do you believe what the apostles preached? It was during the Korean War that Billy Graham had the opportunity to minister on the front lines he went on the front lines with a chaplain and one of the soldiers a young marine lay dying on heartbreak hell and so they climbed up into that area and then the chaplain said can i help you and this young man said no no it's all right And the chaplain wondered until he saw in that young man's bloody hand a small New Testament, and it was opened. And his finger was on one verse found in the Gospel of St. John. It was John 14, 27. My peace I give you. God blesses you with peace when you accept his son, his gift. Do you remember? Remember the day you were saved? I remember the day I was saved. I walked into Coney Island Christian Church, heard the gospel preach, responded, walked out and I could still picture myself walking down those steps out onto the road and looking up at the sky. The clouds seemed so white The sky seemed so blue. It seemed like suddenly everything was alive. Why? Because I was now in harmony with God. And because I was at peace with God, my spirit came alive. Until you're right with God, you're wrong with everything else. Until you're right with God, you're living your life under the shadow of his wrath and anger. But when you're right, suddenly you're in harmony with God, the creator of everything, and life comes alive. Even though a person is saved and accepts Christ, he lives in a fallen world. A world where the fallout of sin is everywhere. And those sins impact us, our families, our neighborhoods, our communities. And so we need peace with God, but we also need peace from God because we're living in a war zone. This world is in rebellion against God. In 1 Corinthians 1, 1.3, it reads, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. God gives us peace. And in many New Testament references, you'll see the reference to the peace of God. That qualifies the type of peace. It's the peace that exists in the triune God, in the Godhead. He gives you the peace that exists within the Godhead and that peace is an incredible peace. You could be in the midst of storms and trials, all sorts of things going on. In his book, Why Settle for More and Miss the Best, Tom Stein tells about Mill Valley in california It's one of the most lush and desirable neighborhoods to live in. I mean, the homes are exquisite. Even in this down economy, their prices are still high. Uh, you see those shining cars outside, the BMWs and the Porsches and all of those cars. You go to their schools, and it's the best of computer equipment, the best of technology. What a great place to live. Well, until you do some further research. They found that Mill Valley, even though they had the dream homes, had one of the highest drug and alcohol abuse uh, addictions in the nation. They found that teen suicides and family breakups were critical problems among the rich and famous. They found that um, a few more dollars in your pocket doesn't buy you peace. There's a little cartoon. It's labeled, No Peace and Quiet at the Mall. Uh, two men, Skylar and Cosmos. Uh, Skylar, the uncle, is talking to his uncle. Skylar, what is it you wanted for Christmas, Uncle Cosmos? I told you, Schuyler, just a little peace and quiet. Schuyler responds, I know, but I just came from the mall. I think they're all out of it there. You're not going to find it at the mall. You're going to find it at a manger. You're going to find it at the cross. You're going to find it under the precious blood of the Lamb of God. John Blanchard said, the peace of God means being grateful for the past mercies, conscious of his present mercies, and certain of his future mercies. That's what The peace of God is all about knowing that you're walking in the mercy and the grace of God, that he has paid the price of your sins. He has paid the cost of your salvation. He's reconciled you and you have peace with him and you have peace within and he gives you in a troubled world that we live in that's at war with God and war with each other, there's incredible peace. See, the peace that he gives, the gift of peace he gives, overcomes the world. The peace that he gives overcomes the world. In John 16.33, I've told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, what? You'll have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. This world, from the time of our birth to the time of our death, All through the journey, there's trouble. Job said, life is filled with trouble. It's like sparks that fly upward. But there's good news that God can give us a heart of peace in a world of trouble. God will give you a heart of peace in a world of trouble. In John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, do not let them be afraid. Uh, What type of peace does the world give? Well, peace that's found in escapism, avoiding trouble, refusing to face reality, living in an unreal world, burying your anxieties and problems in a bottle or with drug addictions, or drowning it in pleasures so that you could numb the pain of your soul. No, no, Jesus gives us a peace, not like the world. His peace in the face of our troubles holds us and keeps us. One of the young mothers in our church has a daughter who has struggled with mental illness for eight years since she's been 15 years of age. and. This psychotic state that she sometimes experiences is so debilitating that it paralyzes her body. Uh, She, in recent times, has experienced where her daughter could not even move. Not even her eyes. Her mother, in the midst of desperation, knelt down And began to pray the prayer of relinquishment. That's the prayer that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. When Jesus prayed, not my will, but your will be done. And she said, Lord, I give my daughter to you. I give her future to you. I give it all to you. And when she got up after she had prayed, she said, peace overwhelmed my soul. Peace filled me. Now her daughter's made some progress since then. Thank the Lord. She received in the midst of a troubled situation an incredible peace. Peace rules the day when Christ rules the mind. Paul the Apostle in the book of Philippians says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's an incredible peace that he promises us that will keep you bound together, healthy on the inside, whole with shalom. In the midst of a world that is in rebellion against God and at war with God in itself, we find ourselves facing one conflict here, another here, another here, and we find all sorts of paths that we can walk. The great thing is that God will show you the path of peace in the midst of the war zone in Luke 79 to shine on those living in darkness, in the shadow of it, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Oh, so many have chosen the wrong path. They put the ladder against the wall and they climb up the ladder of success only to find when they reach the top of the wall, it's been the wrong wall they've been climbing up. God will show you the path to take and sometimes the path isn't that obvious, and it's not according to the world counsel. It's according to God's counsel. He guides us and leads us. Hearts out of rhythm with God and a life out of rhythm with God is a life filled with discord, and it's void of true peace. There's a book written by Sabina Wormbrandt. Uh, it's called the Pastor's Wife. She was the wife of Richard Wormbrandt, the famous evangelist minister in Romania. It was after all of the atrocities with the Nazis that they found themselves persecuted by the communist. And She was put into a concentration camp and he was put into a concentration camp. Separate concentration camps. She was put into a concentration camp called the Canal. 3,000 women there. All they had to eat was very thin soup with a slice of bread. They didn't have adequate clothes for the cold weather. They were all cramped into a barracks. And Sabina met a woman by the name of Cornelia. And she had an amazing piece about her. And she told her about a dream that she had. She said, I had a dream. And in that dream, I was in a beautiful field. And it went on and on. And a beautiful young woman came to me with daisies in her hand. And she gave me those flowers. She said, I could see... Clouds of butterflies flying. I could hear the bees in the air. It was, the scent was so beautiful. And she said, Then I heard the voice of a man calling out the words of Scripture found in the book of Song of Solomon. It says, As the lily among the thorns, so is my love among the daughters, and kept on calling out that verse. And she said, suddenly I woke up, and I saw women crying, some sobbing, others snoring. But when I got up that day and I went to the quarry, I could still have that scent of smell that I smelt in a dream and that picture that experience was in my heart and she says i carry that peace around me in this concentration camp god gives a peace that absolutely passes all understanding You can't explain it. You can't define it. It's supernatural. When he reigns in our heart, it's amazing. Remember the words that we often quote the Christmas passage concerning the child of God, the Messiah. In Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Everyone that heeds the message of the angels peace on earth no this world will not know ultimate peace until the prince of peace comes back and reigns but we can know as members of his kingdom as children of the king the peace that will keep us in the midst of all the troubles of the world Jesus said After he was resurrected, the first time he meets his disciples, he says, Peace, peace today. Heaven's gift in a manger is a Messiah who brings you peace in the midst of whatever circumstances. It's yours for the
0: taking. We've all heard the cliché phrase, Jesus is the reason for the season. But the question is, is He? Is Jesus the center of your life? Or is Christmas just one of the two times during the year that you visit the church? Are you part of the body of Christ? During the Christmas season, there are many opportunities to stop and reflect on the greatest gift of all. But like all gifts, it's only enjoyed when you receive it. The important part of this season is being sure that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. Are you ready for the King? Have you received the Upward Call? We'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. Pastor Ed Jones and the entire congregation here at Faith Assembly would like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.